You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This is Sergio Anello of the early November, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 137 of We Podcast and We Know Things. But according to iTunes, this is episode 145. I have 138 written down, and you say 137. It's 137. That was 136 last week. Okay. I just because I, I didn't write down the last one, so I went, yeah. went back. But but okay. stupid iTunes started numbering our episodes for us. And that's not even the right number. No, and that's what I looked at. It was confused. That's why I was like, I'm all confused. We now. have 178. This is 179 total episodes when you include our bonus interviews, but this is numerically episode number 137. But iTunes says we're gonna start numbering your stuff and I you can't do anything about it. I tried to fix it. It didn't fix. So I'm pissed about it. Just know that this is 137, and it's May, what, 30th? Now I know, because I didn't know. 2019. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, we are the single source for all of your nerdy news in gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. Heck, we're basically spreading the good word of nerd one episode at a time. Be sure to join the WePod squad by hitting that subscribe or follow button on all of your podcast services, like iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get that audible goodness. But what we need you to do is leave that rating and review it takes like a minute it helps the show grow and basically i forgot to introduce the best damn voice in the business sam matoro i'm here i'm here it's like the longest couple of days for us so i'll tell you we got a huge mf and show lined up like enormous tons of announcements tons of news tons of stuff and i'm not ready like, no, I mean, I'm as ready as we're ever going, going to be because we had these crazy-ass tornado storms these last couple days. And, like, I, I'm not sleeping. You're not sleeping. You're you're up on the fucking roof. Like, it's craziness. Yeah, to, just to give everyone a, a quick of my yesterday, well, as it's coming down crazy, raining like cats and dogs, I look out. Our drains are clogged, so it's coming over off the roof. So by like the drain by your driveway, it's a friggin' river. I run downstairs. I see this wave of water just coming in my garage. I was like, oh shit, I gotta go on the roof. And obviously, going on a roof during a crazy thunderstorm tornado is not the greatest idea. But I didn't want my basement to get flooded. So I went on the roof, cleaned me and my neighbors drained, saved our houses of being flooded, even though they got a little bit. But crisis was averted. I'm here. I paddled my way over. Let's do this. And like we said, if you leave that rating and review, we're going to read it on the air no matter what. One star, three star, five star, and we got a new review. Our 32nd, oh, all five stars, really appreciate it. This one from Superkick Stetzel. I, I dig it. I dig F- the name. Five stars. Unlike snow, they know. Oh! Found this from my follow of Stampede on Insta, and his quality content overflows into this medium as well. You're fucking wrong. Uh. <laughs> Fantastic insight and reviews of Game of Thrones. If you're looking for your fix of nerve, this is it. Keep up the good work, fellas. Five stars all day. Super yeah. Stetzel. He's wrong about you. You're a talentless <laughs> hack. I, yo, I agree with you 100%. 100%. But, but thank you for the kind words. And, and listen, we'll read every single one of these reviews, uh, particularly iTunes, but like we'll read them all. And it doesn't matter. Give us the honest feedback. Rate us what you really would. You don't have to give us five. 
We obviously appreciate it, but if you think we're a two-star podcast, just let us know. We'll read it on the air. Uh, it does not matter. But Super Kick Stetzel, thank you so much. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, go to our store, check out our Patreon shop where you can kick us some money every month and we'll give you back a reward. You can do that at wepodcastandweknowthings.com. Uh, there's a link in this episode description. You can just click on that. It takes you right to the website and you can get links to all of our everything, really. Um, we could not do the show without the Weeby Geeks Podcast Network, WeebyGeeksPC.com, and the ESO Network, ESONetwork.com. Let me give you an agenda, an agenda for today's podcast. Huge, giant show. We have three, count them, three announcements slash stories slash housekeeping items to get through. Before we go to trivia, which it could end tonight, yeah, it probably could. won't. Uh, <laughs> Sam and I are going to give our final thoughts overall on the series of Game of Thrones, including going over our predictions from a previous episode where we did our predictions. Did they come true? We're going to do our top three Game of Thrones characters. We're going to go to a commercial. Then we're going to come back, and Sam is going to kick it off with one of the biggest gaming sections we have ever yeah. Had easily, it's enormous. Easily. It's enormous. It's and, almost like E3 is coming, and it's with E3 the next two weeks, which is insane. So get ready for gaming to dominate the podcast at least the next three weeks. We then go into movies where we have reviews of Deadwood the movie, Rocket Man, Godzilla, some other news in the movie realm, some TV stories, a quick impressions of Double or Nothing from AEW. Sam also has his spotlight, our Patreon shoutouts, our pick of the week which i would stick around for them this week and then we will get out of here i'm smelling a two-hour show again but i'm hoping not uh, i think we could cut it a little bit shorter, I, I, but we'll I, see I, let's we let's try let's try we do have some housekeeping we got to get through and the first one is if you haven't heard it yet this past tuesday we welcomed a new show under the we pod squad umbrella mrc tech presents the last podcast episode one dropped sean carcidi our resident star wars nerd has started his own adventure and he's doing it under the umbrella of the we pod squad which is sam and i's little mini brand if you will uh we wanted to kind of expand out there and you know what we don't love star wars and we don't know star wars that much but guess who does Sean. So guess who's giving us a Star Wars podcast every other Tuesday? Sean. And I was going to say, I give him a lot of credit to do a solo podcast. He's yeah. just like Bill Burr. I don't know how they do it, but hey, he got an in hour his, of great content. In his first episode, he said, well, I'm a school teacher. I lecture where people don't listen to me all day, so I'm <laughs> used to it. So guess what? It's an awesome show. I listened to it like four times. Uh, already, and it's really cool. It is available in our feed now. It's going to have our logo uh, unless you go to like we podcast and we know things.com or Podbean or anything like that, that's got his logo. But if you're in our iTunes feed, it's got our logo, but it'll say MRC Tech presents the last podcast episode one. Uh, so check that show out. Great job. Looking forward to that every other Tuesday. But again, every other Tuesday. So what's going to fill the gap on those Tuesdays where Sean's not recording? Well, adding one show just wasn't enough. We want to welcome aboard our third show to the Wee Pod Squad, the Ion Ryan Podcast from our friend and, and, and compadre, Ryan Simmons. And uh, Ryan Simmons, I still have your... um laptop cables by the way for like over a year <laughs> ryan I, got, I, got I can't wait to have ryan come on the show number one he and i and sam go way back to grade school he was uh, a millennium we, man we, we went to grade school together we went to high school together so we've known each other for a very very long time but we literally could not have done our podcast without ryan because right in the middle of like 
two years ago, three years ago, right in the middle of recording. Well, yeah, two and a half, I'd say. Sam and I doing an episode. My laptop just shits the bed. Yep. And it dies a horrible, slow death, never to be seen again. And uh, who comes through in the clutch and gives us a MacBook to use for as long as we and want? And literally just says, ah, here you go. Just give it back when you're done. Ryan Simmons. <laughs> and like I yeah. conducted my interview with Betacamp on that thing. I, interv- uh, I conducted uh, my interview with Grant Kirkhope and uh, I want to say – Jonathan Sheck on there as well. Um, like we literally could not have done the show without that laptop because Sam and I just couldn't afford one at the yeah. time. So until we had the funds to get a new computer, Ryan just said, "Yeah, use my MacBook." So uh, how you know, a couple years. He's later, the real MVP. Couple years later, it all comes full circle as we welcome the Ion Ryan podcast to our family. He'll do every other Tuesday as well. So every Tuesday and every Thursday night slash Friday morning, you're going to get content from us twice a week now, plus any bonus interviews we do. Wow. I love it when a plan comes together. So Ryan's podcast is going to be pop culture-ish, but it's going to be different from ours. See, ours is a news recap show where we go through all the nerdy news of the week and we give our opinions and it takes a lot of holy shit, right? Ryan's is going to be a little bit more tailored to just one, two, maybe three topics. Um, You're going to get toys. You're going to get wrestling. You're going to get Star Wars. You're going to get Marvel, DC, all that cool stuff that we bring you just in a much more, I guess, poignant and pointed uh uh way i guess i mean it was excellent i read the script for the first episode and it was fucking awesome so i'm really excited and i shouldn't say the script i read the ideas that he has for the first one and second one where he's gonna tie in i'll just say it this way he's got a cool tie-in with spider-man that i think you're all gonna really enjoy and when i actually picked up the laptop his laptop i got to actually take a look a small peek of just a small bit of his action like figures collection he has it's very impressive yeah ryan is definitely stay tuned what sam is to comics ryan is to to toys what i am to video games like we all we all kind of bring that to the table and we're really excited to have him uh, a part of the fam. So look forward to episode one of the Ion Ryan podcast. By the way, this Tuesday. Awesome. So it's happening immediately. So we got Sean and, and, and Ryan taking up our spots on Tuesdays. Sam and I coming at you towards the weekend. So you're going to get a ton of content from this channel, which we cannot wait to bring you. Really excited for that. But I got a story. I got to share it. It was one of the coolest, weirdest, fucking most awesome five minutes of my life that I got to tell you. And, and I... And I literally called Sam as soon as it was done because I was a giddy schoolgirl, but also like, did that really yeah. just happen? I was a, it was a mixture. Yeah. And, and before that, you, you didn't know if you were going to make it or not. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, get that. Uh, I, it's I'm, I, you know, it's the other day. I think what was it like? Maybe Tuesday, maybe month. No, definitely Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Um, I go home from work and I got to run out to the food store because we need chicken thighs, yeah, as Sebastian Maniscalco said. Yeah. So we need chicken thighs to make uh, a little a little Asian chicken over rice for Din Din. And uh, I'm, I'm there. And you know me. I'm 240 pounds of pure passion, baby. Yeah. So I can't stop myself but go in a popsicle aisle. So I'm going down the frozen food aisle. And, and I stop. I'm looking at the, the goodies and uh, – a man comes around the corner with his cart, and I and I do not remember passing this guy like in the you store. You were just focused on your I popsicles. I was focused on the popsicles, yeah, focused on the chicken thighs. Pass that hand. Um, yeah. So like I totally didn't notice if I bumped or if we kind of crossed paths or anything like that. So as a strange man turns the corner, and I'm not too far from that entrance. So it's not like he had to walk very far. Like we're about six, seven, eight feet away from each other. And 
as he like looked at me, I said, do I make it to the cash register tonight? Like, am I, am, am I about <laughs> am to I gonna get out of this aisle in the, am I going to die in the popsicle aisle? Yeah. Like really in yeah. front of the friendlies bars. So, uh, he says, Hey, listen, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, Hey, listen, um, this might sound weird. This might sound strange. And I'm, and I apologize if I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, you know, have a great night, what have you, but are you Greg? And I want to let you know. Your I, asshole puckered up to the size of a decimal I point. was not wearing a name tag, my friend. Like, not wearing a name tag. And on our social media for this podcast, very rarely do we post our faces. It's out there, but we don't do it very often. And um, when when he asked, are you Greg? I just wanted to say, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I gave a look. I gave a look of. What, huh? Who, who? Who, who goes dare? there? Who, who dare? Who's, who dare? And uh, he said, Greg Hall. And at that moment, yeah, I was fucking dead. I was done. <laughs> you're done to rights. I was going to write a letter to my parents and tell them that I loved them. And like I thought that was it. And I said, yes. Like, who's asking? Like, I'm on the phone with the telemarketer. And he goes, I'm Jay Sanford, one of your patrons on Patreon <laughs> for your podcast. And I was like, oh, Jay Sanford nine four eight two. Holy motherfucking shit! A, how did you know it was me? B, awesome to meet you. What are the odds that you both wanted popsicles? I have no idea. Listen, the the Turkey Hill was on sale. The Hagen Dazs was on yeah, sale. Oh, there the it is. Friendly's bars were two for five. They're usually like four fifty nine a piece. So it's almost oh, a bogo. Okay. So like, I can understand why the popsicle aisle on a on a summer night is like. A popular yeah. spot, you know, uh, but uh, what a small, what world. a small fucking world, and like holy. I was like, holy shit! So we we just rapped for a couple minutes, just chatted, and he did mention that he still listens to the show, and we do a great job, awesome, and, awesome. and all this good stuff, and I, I really do appreciate that interaction, and um, yo, Jay Sanford nine four eight two, like literally, you have helped us make this podcast yeah. real. Uh, from your patronage every month, kicking us a couple bucks, we, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it, man, because. Oh, you know what? That's how he knows our face. The greeting card. Yeah, exactly. We send out a monthly greeting card. Well, that, I think even that, like, didn't we post, like, on. Halloween or something? I think me and you Yeah, were but getting... I was Trump with orange makeup. True, but you know <laughs> what I mean? I don't look orange now. I, I just look fat. And so, like, I just wanted to say, man, like, A, it was so cool to meet you. So cool to, like, randomly run into you. He actually lives in this same area that we record in. So, like, really, really cool that that was a thing. Um, I, I just... It was awesome. It was really, really awesome. And uh, you're you're a really good guy. And I hope that you had some coupons because your cart looked pretty full, which sounds awesome. I only got chicken thighs and popsicles. <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you very much for the shout. Thank you very much for coming up. And that's like – that's it. Yeah, for a second I thought I was going to be over. But like you, if in you see end, us in public, come say hi. Like, yeah, so at first we went like, what, huh? But just introduce. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll chat we it up. We will bite. We'll chat it up. But – uh, the last piece of housekeeping news, and this is important for all you podcast listeners out there, uh, because Sam is not going to be with us for the next couple of weeks, and we just wanted to let you know that the podcast will go on just without Sam. Yeah, so I have to go to Ohio for two weeks for work. Um, yeah, just two weeks, but we got probably easily the best person we could have possibly fit in this seat. So, like, I personally think Sam's lying. 
I don't think he's going anywhere. I just don't think he wants to do E3 coverage okay. again. Well, well, once he sees my airplane pictures, then I think he knows I, just the truth. Believe me, you're just committed to the bit. It's okay. 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 You just you have a green screen somewhere downstairs. You're just and... committed to the bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's going to be E3. Next week is going to be our predictions. And the week after that is going to be our recap. And so who better to join than the fifth highest downloaded episode ever in the history of the show the 2017 e3 predictions episode but chris shriver looking forward to have him back on the show for two straight weeks he's been on the show i think three or four times maybe three times so like i I owe you a couple beers buddy really really excited to have him it's the best time of the year to have him because he's such a gamer nerd like me so for the next and you guys will be able to go back and forth he is a way you know he's like like if not bigger gamer than you or the same as and it it, it just works it's it's going to be a huge couple of weeks with E3. Yeah. So you're going to get a full prediction slate next week. And then after that, you're going to get a recap of all the press conferences, um, sans Sony, because they won't be there. But Chris and I will bring you that for the next couple of weeks. Really looking forward to that. But just to let you know, Sam will be back for episode 140 in case you're not an E3 person yeah. either, or you're just a Sam fan like our iTunes, <laughs> like our iTunes uh, reviewer. Which we do appreciate that stealthy Skittles. That was not his name. No, you were close. Super, super kick Stetzel. Super kicks. Yeah, that's it. Yep, like, super yep. kick Stetzel. So again, that was all the housekeeping and funny stories and craziness that happened to us in the last seven days. So now let's kick it off with some trivia, my man. So it's 14 and a half for me. Yep. 13 and a half for you. First to 11, but win, by, it's win two. by two. Okay. I'll start us off first. And I, I think this is easy. It's a Pokemon question. Oh, see what you got. How many shapes slash forms can unknown be? 26. Final answer. I mean, we don't do that okay. anymore. Um, before, before okay. I don't think I, I just, right. I just. There, so unknown can do every alphabet, every letter of the alphabet, but I think it can do some punctuation too. Um, so 28. Answer. Correct. No shit. Yep. All right. You could do the exclamation point and, and the question, question mark. mark. So the pressure's on. The pressure is on. I need a half a point to stay alive. You know, honestly, I fucking hate Unknown. It's probably my least one of my but least But actually, he's one of the strongest. If you go back and look at his stats and what he can do, I know he can only do hidden power, but he can learn a few moves, actually a lot of moves. He's a secret. Technically, he's a legendary Pokemon. Mythical. Mythical. Mythical legendary. I think, unless like we're both wrong. All right. Uh, so, this one's going to be semi-difficult, Okay. but if it's also gaming-related, okay. but... You probably know it, given the fact that we've talked about him and it on this show multiple times. Okay. And I expect you to need the answers. Okay. Famous for the Metal Gear Solid series, or the Metal Gear series. What company did Hideo Kojima break away from before starting Kojima Productions? A Japanese game I need names. I can't think of one. You will will get it. Okay. Capcom. Konami. Ubisoft. Or Square Enix. I don't like any of them. None of them. We did. Me we now. did this whole thing before with Colin Moriarty. Yeah, and we I, talked, I, I think we I remember it. What, what, what basi- he basically got kicked off out of his. He got kicked out of the company, basically forced out. We'll say um, after Metal Gear Solid Five, he basically got kicked out of this shit company who fucked up. Now they're on the mend. They're on the rise a little bit now because they just came out with the Castlevania collection. And they're going to come out with a Contra collection and an arcade collection. Hint, hint, hint. All those things. Um, but the answers, again, are A, Capcom, B, Konami, 
C, Ubisoft, and D, Square Enix. Capcom. Konami. I knew, I, dude, I knew I was wrong. Congratulations. You Thank got a you, W, brother. Hey, hey, listen. Hey, listen. It took three years. It, it did. But hey, all roads eventually, there's an end. Three years for my first ever trivia championship. Now, 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 now. No sulking. No, no celebrating. Because I got another one to get before you because you're two times. Uh, that's why the one. first one, it, it didn't sting as much. So, so Sam is our two-time good. trivia champion. I won our, this is the first cha- trivia champion I've won. We'll recycle. We'll start over again, but I'm coming for you. All right. No problem. The best of five here. All right. That's worked for me. It only took three years to get three winners. But that's long, let's see. We get, we get, hopefully, well, I might run out of questions. I don't know. So we will talk a little bit about Game of Thrones. Again, if you don't want spoilers for the whole series, potentially the books, all the episodes, all that good stuff, skip ahead to hear the commercial. Uh, the commercial will be in a very low pitched voice about the Cigar Nerds podcast. So when you hear that commercial, you know that we're done Game of Thrones and we're on to the gaming section. Uh, we're going to cover the Game of Thrones documentary, The Last Watch. I only watched half of it. And I literally had to pause it at the one part I wanted to watch more than anything. So I'm pissed. Um, but overall, our final thoughts on Game of Thrones as a whole. Now that it's been a week, we've had a time to digest. It's been two weeks. I've had time to digest. And we'll go over our predictions from the beginning of the show or for season eight to see if we got anything right. Now, are we just briefly talking about the documentary real fast? Or? Only the first 45 minutes until the Night King stuff. Because I haven't watched it after that. So I know once you see the stunt guy dressing up like the Night King yeah. goes out and they do the stunt, that's where I had to stop. Well, I mean, like, because they base, they, they follow one guy around a lot. Yeah. They follow him. I forget his name. But I know he has a couple scenes that actually make it. Do you know the scene where John's, like, when Kid Harrington finds out that he kills Danny? Yeah, he cries. So I think that was my, probably my favorite moment of the whole freaking thing. Watching all those reads was really, was that's, the, that's the cool And even part. the guy that plays Vars, when he yeah. finds out, he, he literally he places his, his script, script like, like, while she's still reading her lines, like, just get yeah. the script away from me. Like, yeah. pissed. Like, and then you see him with his arm around uh, Brienne, who, yeah. who plays Brienne's character. You, you see all, like, everyone just invested in this show. Like, they care. They don't just, they're not just there for the paycheck. Like, seeing Kit's reaction, like, is he, People, they said that people could have chose to read for. He didn't, obviously he didn't choose because his reaction, when he finds out that he kills, he's, he's in tears. Yeah. He cries back. He, he's going like throwing his hands in his hair and he looks at Danny or, uh, Amelia Clark and she's just sinking in her seat. Just, it, it was awesome. Yeah. And to, like, I like the whole live read stuff because they read you the script as it was written. So they read it in this big dramatic voice and it's, you know, it was the Battle of Winterfell where they're talking about who gets to kill the Night King. And they're, they, they're, the actors still do not know it at this point, who kills the Night King. And they're, they're, he's like, in the God's Wood, you see the Night King come around the corner and out of nowhere leaps a figure. It's Arya Stark. And the whole place just goes ape shit yeah. for Maisie Williams. Everybody's clapping. And you see the guy who plays the Hound like freaking out. Yeah. It was a really cool moment yeah. just because like – like we said, it's not the actors. It's not the characters. It's not those things that were bad about this last season. It was the writing. So when you see these these people, these human beings behind the scenes and you see uh, the, the, the emotion that goes into making eight seasons of a show and just the friendships and the partnerships and the, and the relationships that were bonded together yeah. – uh, you feel for these people when they know it's the end and but it's also pretty cool that like they find out almost as we do in this yeah. documentary yeah. which is a cool thing and it's cool like again that this doc shows you it's like it's, almost, it's just shy two hours long it just shows you how much work and detail goes into this show like just not everything doc, just the everything. crew it's like even like i think one of the ladies was talking like 
the show had to end now. I was like, we can't up this. Like, yeah. what, what can we do after this? Like, this is it. Yeah. Again, it's Game of Thrones, The Last Watch. If you just say it in the remote on Xfinity or check it out on, on demand, I'm sure it's going to play. If you're a Game of Thrones, if you've watched all Game of Thrones, you have, you to. have to watch this. You have yeah. to. And there was like a really neat part of uh, towards the beginning, they talk about a Stark guard and it's been the same guy for like seven years. Yeah, and he comes the, back every year. And it's like he has grown up as a fan of the books. He's now grown up into the show. And it's just really cool to get that look into it. We won't really – again, for those who haven't seen it yet and are still kind of listening to this, we won't. I won't really spoil too much more because, again, I've only seen half of it and I don't want it spoiled. Um, but they go into the makeup chairs. They go into the hair. Yeah, you see Amelia Clark. You, you see, you see They everybody. go into the snow. Yeah. You see how the snow is made. Just – Shredded uh, paper. Who just, knew? <laughs> just like they, it's in Belfast, Northern yeah. Ireland. So like you see what Belfast looks like while they're shooting it and all these things. And, uh, they talk about ghost, how it has to be 150 foot green screen and this, that and the other. So like the things that go into the show, again, we love that. We appreciate that. That's all well and good and super neat. And this show will still go down as one of the my favorites shows, yeah. and one of the best shows ever. Yeah. But to me, it's a six season show. That's all. And hell, I would even tolerate season seven. And at the end, the dragon or Viserium gets down the wall. Boom. And that's it. The show's over. I'd be cool with that too. Uh, but like just to me, season eight, just, it just too, it was, it was too rushed. Too rushed. It was too much rush. And, and it was too stupid. And there was too many inconsistencies. I don't even care about the bottles and the coffee anymore. Like I'll let that stuff go. But See, it's I just, never even, like, I never, number one, I never saw it until someone pointed it out. Right. Like I wasn't looked scanning the fucking thing when I'm watching it. I'm invested in the story. I'm, I'm, I'm soaking it in. When I saw the coffee, I have to admit the next episode I was scanning for more coffee. I didn't see the water bottle though when it happened. I didn't see that till afterwards yeah. as well. Yeah, again, till the picture, till someone zoomed in and circled it but if like, not i might be like where's waldo uh, i don't know I, i'm willing to like forgive that stuff because at the end of the day it, it oh, is fuck. a sign mistakes it is a sign though of how kind of rushed it was yeah. because those things weren't caught when well, any supposedly other i heard in like season three or four there's like a white pickup truck in the back of some scene that you know i just saw that in like I'll, a little quick I'll, video. I'll google that one to see yeah. if that's legit but it is when we look back on the show as a whole like i think we can agree this is one of the the most important, one of the best oh, TV shows 100%. of all time. What is your favorite season? Holy we shit. talk about the bad all the time. Let's give this Boys show Red Wedding five three. Let's give the proper ending to this show and give go off on a positive note. I I would just I I would probably say three then. Yeah, the, three is the most popular choice. It's the red note. I still remember it ending. Yeah, I was mouth agape. Yeah. Credits rolled, not a sound. I didn't make a sound. I let the entire credits run and my mouth was just open. I, I didn't even know what to do. Yeah. Um, three is up there for me, but, but because of the, the – there's two moments in six that actually combined to me to be more impactful than the Red Wedding. And that was Hold the Door and that basically – that, yeah. And that finale. Yeah. That finale where the first 15 minutes, no one barely says a word. Cersei blows up the sept. Tommen jumps out the window. And Cersei – you know, we now know how it ends, but at that point, you said she is the most maniacal person yeah. in Westeros, and you love to hate her. Yeah. So, like, I mean, six is probably number two because hold the door. Like, I cried when he yeah. when he. Ran. I would say six three one probably because I just I love the world building and that they. Did I, am, I almost said one. Yeah. I almost said one because once it's it started everything. Yeah, it really did, and and again, it like it built such a world that. You know, I remember I didn't start watching it until season two. And I remember 
it was about halfway through season. No, it was actually before season two started. And you said to me, I still live with my parents, which was crazy. Yeah. I still have my parents. You said to me, yo, I got this show on Blu-ray. Like yeah. here, here's season one. Just watch it. Yeah. Cause I just came off Spartacus and I needed yeah. more something like that. Yeah. And that's how you even introduced me to the show. Yeah. You were the one who introduced me to the show. I didn't even know they made an adaptation because I didn't have HBO. Okay. So okay. I had no sense. idea there was an adaptation. Um, so I, I just had the books um, and I only read the first one at that time. So I'm like completely, what is this thing? So Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, got it. And so I watched the first episode on your Blu-ray and I said, this sucks. It took me. And I, it took you a few months, I think. It took me months yeah, just yeah. to watch the first episode yeah. because I was so fucking not in a good mind a good yeah. mind for that yeah i just started skateboarding again yeah. i was a little heartbroken yeah. i just wasn't in a yeah. good spot so i watched it okay i then stopped for six months after i finished episode yeah. one six months before i even picked it back up again and i only picked it back up because there was nothing else to watch yeah. so i was like i still have this thing he's got to get it back so i just gotta watch I, it and so i, I probably forgot yeah probably point. and so i put it in an episode two and they, he tries to kill Bran up in the up in the room. Episode and I, one? And I was like, episode two. He pushes him on episode one. Yeah. Oh, no, oh the second tra- part. The, yeah, the guy tries to stab second him with the time, dagger yeah. as he's as he's a, like in a coma. Yeah. And I was like, okay. All right. Oh, Joffrey's a piece of shit? Oh, cool. Oh, direwolves? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And I was in. Yeah. And I finished that season in two days. Gave it back to you. Went and ordered HBO. Yep. Ordered HBO and then binge, and then was I was in because it was only like only season couple, two yeah, was a couple, couple episodes, episodes yeah. in, so I just caught up on demand on season two, and then I've been watching live every Sunday since, except for season five. I took a couple of weeks off. Um, it was just a, a rough season. I'm I'm literally going to restart Game of Thrones, and I think I'm going to start tomorrow, just because I missed the first season. Just seeing clips of Ned, my boy. Yeah, it just I want to go back. Yeah, and we back. did. We watched all all seven before. before yeah, you did. Before I was eight. impressed with you guys. I can't believe you guys did. We it. did it in two weeks. See, but see, during that, like that's what all like my the Flash, Arrow, like Legends. It's just too many shows. I I can't even think about it. Yeah. Uh, side note, I did start Breaking Bad over again for like the fifth time. Yeah, and it's only her <laughs> second, and she agreed. She's like, I'll go through it again because she didn't love it as much as I do. The I, second I, time, she I, will I appreciate it, it more. And I said, watch it again when I, without me hyping it. Yeah, second time, just time's just, just watch it and enjoy it and. I think she's really going to like it because we're on episode three already. But here were here were our predictions for season eight. Let's let's reflect on them and see if they came true. Uh, I said, or the question was, will the Night King turn all the dead Starks in the tombs uh, below Winterfell into whites? We both said yeah. yes. Okay, so we got that one. Right. We're one we, for yeah, fucking. We, we knew that. Will John learn that Danny is his aunt? I said yes, but from Howlin' Reed, because he was with young yeah. Ned Stark when they found out. But they never yeah. fucking showed us Howlin' Reed again. again. Uh, we both said yes on that one. Will Danny become the Mad Queen? I said no. What I say? Yes. Three for three. Holy shit, I called it. Yeah, so no for me. Does John ride a dragon? We, we, say, both, we both said say yes. Yeah. I know that one. Or is Tyrion secretly a, dra- a Targaryen? We both we, said no we, because we both said John was the dragon yeah. rider. Who will kill the Night King? I don't even know what I said. 
I didn't write what you said, so I don't even know. I, I don't know. I said John, but I want the Night King to win. And I think you probably said John. I, pro- I probably said John. I, I, if actually, you said I think, Arya, though. I think I'm coming up on that episode. So yeah. if I get to that point, I will pause and tell you, Greg, go to this time right now. Awesome. Um, let's see. Who will play a bigger role in the plot? Gendry, Samwell, or Melisandre? Now, I said Samwell. You said Gendry. Who probably did? Melisandre. Melisandre. I would imagine. I would think... Now, Samuel was in the fight, but right. and he was the one who comes back with that book, says Song of Ice and Fire. He's on the council at the end, but Melisandre lit the, the fire. fire. It's, it, yeah, so, it like, has to be her. And Gendry's Lord of Storm's End, and he was successful and, in the fight, and, too. And, but I would still say, out of them three during the battle, Melisandre. And I, on I season just, eight overall, I think she was. I just think Sam was such a disappointment the oh, way dude, he ended you, it. And I think the episode I just listened to, you hyped him up. Like, I think Sam's going to do something crazy. I He's going to be the big be... season. Like, he literally did nothing this yeah, season. I thought he was going to be nothing. like a huge like part of the plot. And he was going to help the thing come together. Or maybe he was just the narrator at the end of all of it, recapping A Song of Ice and the Fire. The only thing he did was find out his father and brother were burned alive. Right. That was and all like, he found out. And was like, thank you, my queen. That and was it. went and cried about it. I Got thought his sword, him gave Gilly, it to Jorah. Yeah, that was it. I thought him and Gilly were going to have a bigger thing. I thought Gilly was going to play a bigger part, but she's clearly pregnant. But Yeah, you, she had two lines, I think, yeah, all season. Yeah, she was clearly, clearly pregnant when she was on screen. Uh, is Ned Stark still alive? We both said no. no yeah. um, because uh, the theory was that when he got beheaded, it was somebody it was a faceless took his man. Faceless yeah. man. Uh, who kills Cersei? We both got it wrong. Yeah, because no, no one... Yeah, because who fucking no one says rubble or bricks? <laughs> No. <laughs> so that world. Uh debris for five hundred. Will we see Clegane Bowl? We both said yeah, I know we, we both did. said yes. I said absolutely they mortally wound each other. I'm saying that that tackle made it that they mortally wounded each other because what's his face stabbed him in the head oh, but and the mountain like, pushed like, in the dude's yeah. eyes. So, but all them stabs like I feel like he didn't feel it. Like he was just undead. His mortally wound was when he fell to his death. Like, yeah. other than he's like, "Why won't you die?" Like, he just wouldn't <laughs> Why die. Why won't you die? Who is most likely to come back as a white, Hodor or the Stark direwolves? Well, none of none, it happened. None. Does a dragon melt the Iron Throne so nobody sits on it? You said no. I said yes. All right, so you got one. Okay. So we both ended up with the same amount of no, correct he said, predictions. He said I now. Who lives and who dies? I only recorded my answers, so I, I don't know yours. Okay, I'll have to figure it out. But I said, Cersei dies, Jamie dies, two for two. Tyrion lives, Bran lives, Arya lives, five for five. Sansa, I said she dies. Varys, I, think we, I think we both said she dies. I believe so. Varys, I said he lives. Yeah. So there's 0 for 2 on that one. Brienne, I said she dies. Podrick, I said he dies. Davos, I said he dies. Samwell, I said he lives. Got that one. It's been a while. Yeah. Gilly, Gendry, all yeses. All got them. Tormond, I said he dies saving Brienne. He lived. Beric Dondarrion, I said he dies. He did. Yeah. Jorah, said he dies. He did. Grey Worm, I said he dies. Originally, he was supposed to survive. Jorah. Jorah. Oh, uh, is that in the documentary? Uh, Grey Worm, said he dies. He yeah. Lives. Oh, Melisandre, or Missande said she lives. She died. Yeah. Uh, Dario Naharis, we don't fucking I know, know, but we that's, have to assume that, that's he lives. the biggest drop ball they ever did. Melisandra, we both said, or I said, she lives. Yeah, well, she died. She just took off <laughs> disappears. <her necklace> and <laughs> disappears. The Hound and the Mountain and Kyburn all said they die. Got those. Yep. Theon, I said he lives in a twist to be with Sansa. No. 
Yeah. Wrong yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, Yara. I know I said no there. Yara said she dies. Motherfucker. Damn. We all know feel about that one. Euron said he dies. The Night King, I said he dies. But secretly hopeless that he lives. But I'm pissed about it. John, I said he lives. Braun, I said he dies. Damn. And Danny, I said lived. Okay. So it's about half. Yeah, I would say you're about half there. About half. Um, My theory was for who wins was the fucking Night King. But in reality, Danny with Masande, Tyrion, and John uh, watch as the throne melts and they begin a democracy to, for those who survive. Samwell becomes the Grand Maester. Um, Gendry is the Ironsmith. And maybe that's a little too predictable. Well, that's wrong. Yeah. Almost all of that is incorrect. <laughs> hey, but you're, you're on the right train, just the wrong train. Let's get into our top three, our top three favorite characters in the history of Game of Thrones. The TV show, and, not and, the books. And, and this is tough because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of what happened in season eight. My number three, I, I, I still have to go with Jamie Lannister. I would have thought he was your number two. I still, he he dropped. Eight, yeah. eight, season eight, it hurt me a lot. Yeah. There's no way you're going to go back to, oh, she's a drunk. He's not bullshit. After they left, it, it was made clear that he's done, that he, he don't want nothing to do with it. He acts like he's in love with Brienne, bangs her, and literally the next morning leaves. No, there's no way you're going to have a 360 flip like that. But from... 180. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I, I was thinking about what the hell next where I was going, what I was going to say. You go from seeing him in episode one, basically becoming the, one of the most hated people on a TV show, pushing Bran out the damn window, and then watching his journey with his losing his hand, saving Bran, Bran with the bear. His They're, face turn was in season three, your favorite yeah, season. My favorite season of that. And, and just where he, you literally watch him change as a man every episode. Yeah. And I, I, I still don't think any character on the show had a story arc like his. Yeah. But again... That I just sloppy writing, just I think almost ruined the character. But I can't let what th- the last three episodes ruin the last eight years of how I felt about. Like, I went from hating this freaking guy to loving him. So he, he still lands in my top three. The you can say the same thing about two of my three is season eight fucking killed yeah, me. Yeah, like but I, I still love them overall. It's yeah, like the greater yeah, good of these yeah. three, two of these three characters. You know the moment Jamie actually got his character ruined. It was not. In season eight. Which one? When he survived the dragon blast underwater. Oh, yeah. And they yeah, just show yeah, up on yeah, yeah, Zero yeah, percent yeah. chance they survived yeah, that. Yeah, like I It agree. was at that point where it was like, okay, we know what's going to happen to Jamie. And uh, unfortunately, they went the route that, that we thought they were going to. And that sucks because, like, there could have been a beautiful story to be told there. And they, they ruined it, which sucks. Uh, my number three, again, he had a very inconsequential impact on the finale and his season eight role was basically fucking nothing but the seven seasons before that going from the fat ridiculous like unathletic do no do nothing to uh battling in the in the battle for winterfell and becoming training to be a grand maester in old town which was stuff i love the first human being to ever kill a white walker samwell tarley he's the only one i knew that was going to be on your list Everyone else, I have no idea. I thought he was going to have, have such no a idea. huge part in I the know. show. I screamed it from the rooftops. I just listened to it. Screamed it from the rooftops. Yep. He was going to have a huge part of the plot. And then he just 
didn't. Should have died six times during the battle. Oh, hundred percent. And uh, it's an overall disappointing. I'm sorry, not overall. It was a season eight disappointing end to his character. But overall, I love his arc and I love his character. He's such yeah. a nice, gentle-hearted guy who learns how to be a man right in front of our eyes. I appreciate yeah. that one, Sam. Well, Tarly, yeah, definitely a great character. And Dick on and. And his dad. And, his dad. and, and Mr. Tarly. <laughs> <laughs> well, number two, even though how it ended, it's still Danny. I, wow. I, yeah, it, it's, dude, it's... Whoa, I thought it was Arya, mm-mm, hands down. Mm-mm. It's it's still Danny. Whoa. Again, she's another character that had a crazy arc. Holy shit. From going from her crazy, crazy brother, Viserion. Yeah, that was the only time I really liked her character. To Drago, to kind of... Just watch her be like this innocent girl, then obviously what she became at the end, but just watching her get her army, get her dragons, find out she can survive flames, and just her, all the struggles that she had to go through. I, I, I just, again, if this, if the show had 10 seasons and you could have given me more time to prove to me that she could have turned into the Mad Queen, which I, I predicted before, I don't even remember, but. Uh, Seven weeks, eight weeks ago. Yeah, I still, I still, I still love her character, and I, I just, I just now I want to read the books. I want to know more about everybody. Yeah, you know the the question I'll pose to you about Daenerys was: Do you really think that in those early seasons, yes, she kind of gets manhandled by Khal Drogo, and and yes, um, she's young in those episodes. Do you really think she was ever like an innocent kind of girl, like you said well, in the beginning? I thought, yeah, because she eats the fucking heart of a horse. She well, well, that stands was, and watches her brother get murdered. Well, that was after she was kind of with them already, living with the Dothraki. Like she, she had to embrace it. Like she could, like in the beginning, she is innocent, and then her brother says, "I would let their whole freaking army bang it just to to get a piece of gold or a dragon egg, whatever the hell he was after." But I don't know. I just, I just felt like I watched her. Maybe I'm not saying she's a freaking angel, but right. she went from not killing no one to. Slaughtering everybody. Daenerys always, to me, was just a character. She's always been like my bottom half. Like that whole thing in Karth with the magic guy. Like that whole thing. That that didn't do See, much I, for I, me. Okay, again, me and you. I think I love white dragons a little bit way more than you do. I feel like that might have to play a part of it. I hope not, because like she's yeah, she's the mother of dragons and stuff. But I like to think of her as a character, not as like. The dragons, the dragons to me weren't Danny. The, the dragons were her, her, I looked at like she did, like her children, like they were yeah. her kids. Yeah. I just, to me, like the dragons didn't personify what Danny was. I always looked at Danny as an independent, um, badass woman well, I mean, who, okay, had, a, who had a goal. But when you say she's independent, it's like she had Drago, she had Dario. She didn't have Drago. She was, she was told to take, to, she was, but, she had to but, have But eventually she fell in love with him. She had, she had, like, yeah, well, I mean. I'm just, I'm just saying. So it's like, it's like independent. It's like, well, she had fucking a fucking army behind her. She got that army, though. She earned it's, that army. She burned the guy alive to she, earn it. She earned but, the shit and, out and, of her army. But I, but I still, yeah. I always loved her story. It's not like when her part came, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I, was, I was like, oh, yeah. But once I wanted to go to maybe like Yar or something, I'm like, ah, shit. When Danny dies. I don't care about Euron either. When Danny dies, what was your immediate reaction? I mean, I saw it coming. Once, once but I mean, like, what, was up, you, but what, did, what did your face I, say I, I was when, just, she, when she died? I was just like, God damn it. Like, God fucking damn. Like, the, the, it, it was coming. It, it was shown. You, you saw it coming. In my, I did. And I was just pissed. Yeah. Because it, it was... I would be, I would have a better... Like, I would grasp it better. I would understand it more if they gave me more time. You can't expect a fucking heel turn in six episodes. Yeah. 
after you just build it up for 56 episodes. No, it can't be done. No, I know. I, I think Vince Russo and Vince McMahon wrote this season. They might have. But it's yeah. just quick heel turns. My number two, a character we have not seen in years. But my God, my favorite villain wait, in the wait, show. I, oh, okay. I know. Just... Joffrey Baratheon. Oh, I thought I was going to say Viper. The Viper was a good guy. He was like a. He was, he like was a, an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah exactly. But okay, Joffrey Jeffrey. Baratheon, the Viper, if he was around for longer than one half, like <laughs> one seven eighths of a season, like I'd be totally down. I loved yeah. him as a character. I love Pedro Pascal. But Joffrey Baratheon, like from the time that Tyrion slaps him in his little bitch face to the time where he drinks that poison and it's death, you fucking hate him. Yeah. But you tune in. He. There was never a time, never once a time in Game of Thrones history where he was on screen where I wasn't glued. No, of course not. You're glued to everything. Just see how maniacal and how much of a little shit Joffrey Baratheon can be. And how just pure evil this kid was. Kid, yeah. right? And what I even love more about his character is the guy who plays him in real life. I can't remember his name right now. He was also in Batman Begins. Uh, he was a little kid in Batman Begins. Um. He's like the nicest guy or Jack something. He's like the nicest yeah, little kid ever, apparently. Yeah. So, like, I love that this this fun little dude that everybody loves turns into this maniacal guy on screen. And one of my favorite moments of Joffrey Baratheon in the history of the show is when the two uh, st- hookers or whores, whatever, in the brothel are messing around and he's watching it. And then he gets the crossbow and he tells her to, like, whip the yeah. shit out of her and he kills him anyway. I thought that was vicious, the way he killed him. Damn near crucified him. I thought it was fucking vicious. And at that point, with all the Sansa stuff, my God. Joffrey was an evil bitch, and I loved it. And to play off of that, my number one we haven't seen in years, King Ned Stark. Rob Stark. Oh, just kidding. He, I, I, I've been a fan of Sean Bean way before Game of Thrones. Way right. before. I've always been a fan of him. So once he, I mean, he was in Lord of the Rings. I mean, he was in so much shit. But to come on... Of this, they're hyping up this new show. He was on all the posters, on everything you think. He's the main character. Yeah, I love you. It. You watch him. He was the Lord of Winterfell. He was the, the uh, Warden of the North. And what happens? One of the guys, hand of the king, he dies or something. King Baratheon calls him down to be the, you know, to be his hand of the king. He doesn't want it, but he does it because he's an honorable man. Blah blah blah. Finds out Cersei's crazy ass shit and that she's banging her brother and. Before Basically, that, he's reading a book, which is all he does is read a book. And he's like, golden hair, or black hair, black hair, golden hair, golden hair, golden uh Which I love how, I love how the book plays it at, yeah. to the uh, last episode. Yeah, the last episode. But just him find out in jail, and just to be free or to save Sansa from Cersei's wrath, he goes out to plea something, just to, to like say that he committed treason, and he says it. And then Joffrey, being the evil mother effer he is, beheads him anyway. And episode nine, I, if you weren't hooked by then on the show, I mean, they just killed the main character of the show. One of the most shocking moments in television history. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah. That, Overall, I, one of the most shocking moments. To me, episodes. like, that and the Red Wedding are, are, are the two most, like, what the F moments for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I loved them. I wish he was on more. But just to only get nine episodes. But, he, but only in nine, and he was still my favorite. Made a huge impact. And, like... He got me hooked on the show. That was... I'd never read the books then. All I saw was Sean Bean in this new banging show. That was this entry point to where we now knew that Game of Thrones pulled no punches, would and could do anything to any character, and you watched it knowing that at any time any character That could no die. one was safe. And that, that left in season seven and eight. That feeling of, holy shit, they could die, was 
gone. Everybody was yeah. safe with plot armor. After what? After six, there was no more like what the f moments. Like right. oh my god, like, even, they they even, had nothing left. Even or, Danny dying, even the dragons dying, it, all that stuff. There wasn't. It, we but, saw it, it coming. There wasn't. They I, did it for shock value. If I didn't, if they did the dragon death in a more believable freaking manner, maybe it would have impacted me more. But now when they're just like, hey, look at us flying free, not a care in the world. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm dead. Oh my god, you're flying. You're dead. <laughs> Well, listen, wedding crashers. Yeah, my, my number one, uh, again, season eight, season seven even, just ruined this character. Used to be the smartest character in the show, arguably. Uh, Tyrion. But my little man, Tyrion Lannister, just every scene he's in that he has dialogue. And he chooses it. He chooses it. He's just fucking awesome. He's, he was probably the only he was the first one cast that was almost my question uh question to you mm-hmm. the first person cast it was it was um Tyrion. yeah i just i every scene he's in that he says stuff outside of his 10 minute walks that he likes to take but even even when he picks up the boulders and sees cersei and jamie and he, it was stupid but he did so now, well the, he the, acted the scene that scene out should have so not well. even existed right because the building but, but he at least made it mean something, it, I, I feel st- something again like. i just don't like how they ended it with him kind of he's the prisoner then becomes the, like it, it just played out like a, a god like a fucking movie right but like the the six seasons that i remember he should have been dead in the battle what in season two or three in Blackwater. He yeah, should have been in the dead. season two. No way in hell you make it not out alive. And so, like in season one, he gets hit in the head with a hammer and then misses the battle. Wakes up. He bitch slaps Joffrey multiple times. He gets uh, when he's a prisoner uh, to the Arryns and he's up in that cell. Oh the, yeah, yep, yep. With no fucking bars, just, and he could just fall to his death. And then he in calls, his sleep, yeah. Right, and he offers that like uh, the mentally disabled guy like gold and he's like no gold no gold like so good his speech i didn't kill my brother but i wish i did yeah that that, that was probably my favorite my favorite moment of Tyrion. he was was, might have been one of my favorite moments of the show all time and like from a non like kill death battle standpoint that was probably the best dialogue ever written in that show and and like was that whole trial scene yeah and i feel like killing tywin we could have rotated any of these characters and we could have threw Arya. we could have threw Jon snow in you know it could have fuck Jon snow Jon snow has been stupid since he got resurrected he's been no and, and i i think that's that was literally my point i was going to make if they didn't kill him, or like then, and brought once they brought him back, it I lost my Jon Snow like like fire. Like yeah, he was sure. my he was my favorite guy. Yeah, I would say the same. He was probably and one of my favorites. He sl- they just made him like a jackass where he only knew three words, and I was just like, <laughs> "You're my queen." <laughs> that's, that's it. Like that's un- yeah. and that's it. Like if they just again it was rushed. If they wrote him better, he would be on my list. But yeah. they shit the bed. Uh, well, speaking of shit in the bed, I, I don't know how that. We'll tie into our commercial break, but we'll be right back. Uh, after, <laughs> after this word from the Cigar Nerds podcast and our ESO network partners. In a world where podcasters talk about the same old pop culture topics, two heroes must rise to bring forth a new era of podcast entertainment. The Cigar Nerds podcast. Movie reviews, pop culture debates, news, science, and even beer reviews. We're stranger than stranger things and funnier than an evil sewer clown. CigarNerdPodcast.com We all smoke down here, Georgie. 
And we'll start out in the gaming space. Assassin's Creed 3 for the Switch. We had the review. Yeah, Assassin's Creed 3 out of nowhere was remastered for Switch. I don't know why they didn't do the first two, but anyway. <laughs> Let's skip the first two. We'll get the third one Assassin's out. Creed 3 remastered for the Nintendo Switch just is not an enjoyable experience <laughs> when docked. When docked. It doesn't look great. It runs terribly. It's far too dark. And the sound is a mess. The whole allure of the Switch is the freedom to, well, Switch. But unless you plan on playing it in handheld mode, there are simply too many issues to make it worthwhile. 4-0. 5-0. Wow. Oh. I, I assume that's a game you're not going to get. I wasn't going to get it if it was a 10. Yeah. Ooh, damn. Castlevania Anniversary Collection. And guess what? We had the review. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere in a mess. Of- Here it is. There it is. Uh, the Castlevania Anniversary Collection may sport bare bones emulation, but frankly, that doesn't matter, as most of the eight games are just so darn good. I'd go to bat for rating Castlevania and Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse's masterpieces that everyone should play. Sure, the Game Boy games suck, but there are historically... They're doing a bunch of yeah. vampire puns. Suck. They're doing it even in capital letters. because it's like, So you it's, know. Yeah. Just yeah. so you yeah. know, because yeah. we're stupid. But they are historically interesting, and I'm glad they were included. I wolfed down hours of Castlevania this week, and I've played these games my whole life. The Switch version made it easy to whip out these classics anywhere, too, so I'm thankful for that. The Castlevania games are undying wonders. I'm happy that they are being preserved for future generations. Ado? Yes. I will just say, one of my favorite collections in a very long time. I love every second of it. I'm playing Bloodlines a lot. I'm playing the original. I'm playing 3. But there is a game in this collection that was never released in america only released in japan called kid dracula and it's like a wampaku type of like you play as dracula instead but it's like cartoony dracula like anime dracula and he's just a little dude and he it's it's so fucking fun and it was never released here in the states until now if you get the collection you gotta play that game don't sleep on it kid dracula is awesome kid dracula huh Pokemon press conference 2019, baby. Yeah, there was a big press conference for a Pokemon company. They do it every year. This is the same press conference that last year we got the announcement for Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. So there's precedence here to make huge announcements for the future of Pokemon. But this time, yes, they gave us some announcements, but a lot of them put me to sleep. And oh, I'm surprised. Uh, I say it literally because there was a game called Pokemon Sleep. Uh, but I'll go in order of how they were announced. First, we're getting a new Detective Pikachu game on the Nintendo Switch, which is really fucking cool. But why wouldn't you bring the first one there, too? Because you're assuming that everybody who has a Switch also has a 3DS. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'd never, I've never played, I have a 3DS, but I've never played Detective Pikachu. I played the demo. So I've never actually I'm sure, seen I'm how that game, that. I've never seen how that game ends. So, like, if I'm going to oh. buy the second one on Switch... They better bring the first one, too. So we'll see how that goes. They also announced Pokemon Home to, quote, a place where all Pokemon can gather. I love this because I already pay $5 a year for my 3DS that I don't play anymore for Pokemon Bank, which is basically a storage hub for all my Pokemon across all the games. If I want to play them on uh, uh, X and Y and Ultra Sun and ruby sapphire i can take any pokemon for any of those games throw it up in the cloud and i get to keep it forever regardless if i get rid of the games or not well now they're bringing that type of service to the switch uh basically it's a cloud-based service where all your pokemon in pokemon go and the 3ds games and sword and shield can all be stored 
in one place. So I really like that a lot. If it's five bucks a year like the other one, I like it a lot more. But they're going to do a smartphone app. So you can actually trade uh, Pokemon. You can put Pokemon in your banks from your phone, which I really like it. That's pretty neat. It'll make it easier. So I'll just play around with that app. And they say early 2020. So not too yeah, far not too after far. Sword Christ, and Shield. This year's halfway over already. Yeah, and Sword and Shield doesn't come out till much later in the year. So I'm assuming October, November. So like, this is going to be really cool because I'm, you know, I hope to have Sword and Shield beaten in like a week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I just want to play them all the time. But with a kid, you know, that's just not going to happen. After that, she goes to bed. I'll probably just play them at yeah, night. Yeah, that, that's when you lose sleep. Baseball season is over. Will be over by then. So like. 8.30 when the baby goes to bed. I'll just sit in bed and play it for a few hours before I go to bed. That's when I will yeah. lose my sleep. Uh, then they announced Pokemon Sleep, a new game for 2020, made by the same team that did Magic Carp Jump. You just watch Pokemon Sleep. Uh, Pokemon Sleep, we don't know really anything about it yet um, or what it can do or what it is, but it will be some sort of game that you can actually level up while you sleep. How do you feel about the name? Is Pokemon Sleep. It's just I'm going to get so Pokemon while Whoever I sleep. can sleep the longest, you get more Pokeballs. It's just a way for like people to like be engaged with the application. So yeah. like Pokemon Go, you can now get your KMs while you're walking, even when the app's not open. Yeah, so yeah they just, told me that. They basically just want you to always be thinking about Pokemon. So you're just going to adapt it to your sleep. Like, okay, you're, pro- you're promoting a healthy lifestyle for people to get good 8 to 10 hours of sleep. That's awesome. Whatever. This is not a game for me. Um, almost nothing in this conference is or My was for me. My sleep is when I don't want to think about Pokemon. They had the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Uh, the Pokemon Go Plus was a little badge. You could wear it as like a watch and it would tell you where Pokestops were even when you're not playing the game by, by vibrating your wrist. And you could hit it. I mean, and that's kind of neat. Pokestop, that's kind of neat. Which is really neat. Yeah. But now there's going to be a little disc you can keep on your bed with you and it tracks your sleep. And you can actually um, advance in Pokemon Go because the data sent in your sleep will then send to Go. And you can, like, get KMs in your what sleep. What if we're bad at sleeping? I'm terrible at sleeping. I know. We're fucked. Can like, you go, this, no, this ain't, you know, if it's this ain't for any of us, like, me and you. Can I go this. negative KMs <laughs> and, like, my Pokemon never evolve because I don't ever sleep? Um, but that was that. And then the last thing, this is, like, the only one that semi-appealed to me. But we don't know much about it was Pokemon Masters on mobile so it's a mobile game featuring all of your favorite trainers and gym leaders from all the games put together which was coolish um and it looked like like a three-on-three type of battling game so almost like stadium uh from n64 but on mobile but i'm sure there's gonna be like a stamina meter and like you probably have to wait to play it for a bunch of hours kind of like mobile games are you kind of play it for a little bit and then it says you can play again in six hours or give me five dollars and you can play now like i don't know how that's going to work but it'll be heavy on battling you get a pikachu which i'm gonna i know you love it but that's like the only game that i kind of am interested in so i'll wait to see more on that before i make a decision if it's pay to win i'm out if it's like five bucks and i get the game i'm in so like that's how i'll make that decision but a bigger news which i know you're excited about pokemon direct announced for june 5th dude fucking six days Six days. Five. It's because we're about to go to sleep. Five days from when you're going to hear this. We're going to get a Pokemon Direct. So you best believe next week, Chris Shriver and I are going to break down that entire Pokemon Direct, about 15 minutes, 
all about Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. We're probably going to get the second line of the starter evolutions. We're probably going to get the box legendaries. If there are box legendaries, unless they just go with the logos, we're probably going to get the legendary. So I would assume five to six new Pokemon. We're probably going to get, if there's gyms, maybe they'll save that for E3. Um, and uh, they're going to show off probably some multiplayer stuff. Like I'm excited as all hell because A, it's a Nintendo Direct. B, it's Pokemon. C, it's the it's right before E3. Yeah. This is just great. Yeah. I love everything about and it. And something to get you hyped for E3, Square Enix's Avengers game. I honestly wish that they did this as like a surprise. I wish that during um, Square Enix's conference... But you don't think that like, they're trying to just draw people in? That's what they're doing, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, cause no one's going to watch this fucking Square Enix yeah. thing, right? Except for like hardcore assholes like me. Yeah, but that's you, but not really giving a shit, but then here in Avenger Game, like, okay, I'm, now you got my attention. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why That's why wrestling does it. Oh, Roman Reigns, John Cena's coming next week, tune in, as opposed to just having him show up, because, like, it's going to pop your ratings. Yeah, so true, they did this true. ahead of time to pop the ratings, but this would have been the ultimate, the ultimate end of Square Enix's conference. Oh, by the way, we have one more thing. And then they just show this. A, the internet would explode. Yeah. B, that would be the most watched YouTube video on YouTube for days. For days. So, like, there, there is po- positives and negatives. Now, you're going to get more of an audience live. But you announced it so far in advance that some people are going to inevitably forget. Yeah. So, like, they could have maybe timed the announcement a little bit better. Maybe, like, two days before E3. Just say, by the way, wink, wink. Avengers no, I agree. Here. That would be so, the better move. Like, I get it, but I would have preferred it because I'm going to be watching it anyway. I got to think of the casuals, but I'm going to be watching it anyway. So I would have preferred it to be surprised. But either way, this is already shaping up to be my game of the E3. So this is one oh, of my shit, most this is one of my most hyped games in years. This was announced two years ago, three years ago maybe, and I've been looking forward to seeing more about this game. And this is this has the potential to be a one of my favorite games of all time, and B definitely maybe even my game of E3. Uh, for this year. So cannot wait. I hope it's not like a fucking RPG or a strategy game. I hope it's like an open world game with customization, which I heard there could be. And like you, you're fighting a fucking villain. Like there's a story and engaging story. I'll kill myself. (laughs) God forbid. The final lineup for Contra Anniversary Collection has been announced. We knew the first four games for Contra, but now we get the other ones as well. We're getting Contra, the original from the arcade. We're getting Contra on NES with new features, which pisses me off. I just want to play the goddamn NES port for the love of fucking God. Don't fuck with it. Contra (laughs) on Famicom, so Japan's version of Contra. Super Contra from the arcade. Super C from the NES, which is also in the NES Mini. Contra 3 The Alien Wars, which is Super Nintendo. That's in the Super Nintendo Mini. Super Pro, uh, Probotector, Alien Rebels for Super Nintendo, which I've never heard of. Contra Hardcore for Sega Genesis, which is the more un, one of the more uncommon Sega Genesis games um, and one of the more uncommon Contra games. One of the best Contra games as well. Probotector on the Sega Mega Drive and Operation C from the Game Boy. So we're getting eight awesome Contra titles in one. I'd imagine it'll be 20 bucks, just like the Castlevania one, and I'm looking just as forward to this as I did for Castlevania. You bastard. The new Call of Duty game has been announced, and there was a, what, a minute trailer? That uh, I, I, watched? I think like two minutes. I think like two minutes and ten seconds or something like that, but it's a soft reboot, and they're just renaming it Modern Warfare. And I, yo, what I saw, 
I kind of like. Yeah. So basically, this game is coming out October 25th. It's going to have familiar characters like Captain Price from the yeah, uh, from yeah. Modern Warfare. Who we all love Captain Price. So it'll have those characters, but a whole new story. This is not a retelling of the original Modern Warfare 4. Or, I'm sorry, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare from 2008, I believe. Uh, 11 years later, they're completely rebooting it, giving you a new story. And they promised it to be fucked up. I'm talking like... That Russian mission from Modern Warfare 2 fucked up, maybe even more. So, like, really like, look forward they, to they this. They have my attention. I think I even said on Twitter, like, I haven't played a Modern Warfare since this Modern Warfare 2. Like, I, I want to see more about this game. And what I really love about what they're doing is this game is not going to have some 20 or $30 season pass like we're used to. They're looking to give you free maps and free additional content. Now you're speaking my language. You know, there probably there might be a story campaign for five bucks down the line, but to give us maps for nothing and support the game free and make us just buy it once and just enjoy it, that's how you get your players back. So good on you, uh, Infinity Ward, for uh, bringing back Modern Warfare. Kojima dropped a whole bunch of new Death Stranding news and gameplay. What the hell is this game? You know, like you, I don't know what the hell I watched for that nine minutes. I, I saw Norman Reedus. I know that. <laughs> you saw Guillermo del Toro. I saw that. I saw some baby. Tra- uh, Troy Baker. You saw people you knew, but like, you don't know what's Mads going Mads Mikkelsen, you know, yeah, he yeah. was in it. But like, I, I, I honestly, like, you're just on some crazy, look like some crazy ass world. And you're. It's America. So like, you're, it's like. There's BTs. Don't know what that stands for. There's bridge babies. I'm assuming it's those babies you see on the trailers. I'm assuming bridge babies means they bridge you to the past and there's some time travel element there. Um, that's what I assume bridge babies means. Um, there's uh, the, the the bad guys are afraid of rain. Um, they're rebuilding America and you can go travel in time through that. You, basically, the whole concept is America is a wasteland now, and you have to rebuild it somehow. And your Norman Reedus is the main character. His name is Sam. Um, Sam something bridges. Uh, but, like, this game to me, as confusing as it was. Now, goddamn, it's pretty. I, I, that's where I would say it looks beautiful. Yeah, goddamn, is it pretty. But, like, this game is so out there. And, like, Kojima is on all types of LSD and shit. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. Um, but like this game has a story that is going to be so confusing. It's a turnoff for me. And here's why I don't get to game as much as I used to. Yeah. I have to take days or weeks in between being able to game. If I play this game and I pick it up a week later, I'm going to forget everything that happened, have no idea where I'm at and lose all interest in playing it. Yeah, again. This reminds me, ugh, the hell is that other game? It's like a long, God damn, I just had a brain fart. Well, it's just like like almost like a Legend of Zelda game where you're yeah. going to need to invest like yeah. 40, 50. Like wow. The Witcher, like any open world game, Grand Theft Auto, any open world game. Destiny. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. That's like, just like, just like you just play hours on hours. Like that's not how I game anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I love a good 12-hour gaming session, but the last time I had one of those was Spider-Man. Um, and the last time before that was God of War. Yeah. So like I, and I'm pro- I hope I'll have one with Pokemon one of these days again, but this game, and like, again, it looks gorgeous. I like the idea. I like how different it is. I like that, you know, actually, I don't love that I'm playing as Norman Reedus because I'm never going to call him Sam. I'm just going to call him Norman. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, I just, I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. This is not yeah. me shitting on it. We had a lot of people on it on social media. John DeCrosta said, hey, a reason to buy a PS4 finally. Uh, we had I somebody else, too, had, had mentioned something that they were super excited about as well. Where's it at? Um, yeah, I think my buddy Juan on the, he's on the comic book fiend club Robbie Valor said some serious actors getting into the mix me likely um, so like there are, there's people that are interested in this and like I appreciate that 
but it's just it's not a game for me at this time. I mean, hey, if it's if it's up your alley, it looks right. I mean, buy it. Like I would never tell no one not to. You know what I mean? Like if if it's up your alley, get it. Forget what we think. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you want to check out the eight minute trailer, it's on our Facebook page. Just type in "We Podcast We Know Things" into Facebook, or go to WePodcastWeKnowThings.com, and it'll be right there for you. Shameless plug. <laughs> the PS Plus and games with gold for June are insane. We don't really ever cover the free games you get no. every month with like PlayStation and, and Xbox and Nintendo, but like this month. At least Nintendo, or at least Microsoft and Sony, they're sticking out, and I have to mention it. Number one, uh, I'll go with the games with gold since they're a little less awesome. NHL 19. Wow. Like, I love that game. It was a great game. I haven't played it in months because I found a glitch goal, and it's very easy and to And you're exploit. playing MLB? Um, I haven't played that in a while. I'm, d- I'm done with MLB. I remember why I stopped playing it, uh, because I played it so much, and then the Phillies traded away. Literally everyone except for Harper and Hoskins, and we suck now. And Vince Velasquez is still the rotation. But to me, that's every sports game. You play, you, you're hot on it for a couple months, and then it dies. Yeah. I, I just got tired of throwing that money away. I just I watch so much baseball. I know. So you watch baseball, then you play baseball, you're just like, I'm sick of it. I, I watch probably 130 to 140 Phillies games out of the 162. I believe Plus that. I watch any other game that's on. Yeah. So, like, I'm a baseball junkie. So, uh... Oh, I, playing that I know. hours and hours. I already invested like 35 hours of that game. And I was just like, I'm done. Maybe even more than that. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. If I'm going to play a game, I'm going to pick up my Switch and play Castlevania for a little bit or play NES or something like that. But anyway, NHL 19, great game. The first Portal, which is really cool. So like, there's some cool titles on there. But then you switch over to PS4. And PS4 in June, this is a reason I'm, I'm switching on my PS4. I'm going to play both of them, um, download and get both of them, even though I already own them. Gonna do it is the first one, Sonic Mania, for oh, free. Yeah. Awesome, like that's awesome. That game was really fucking enjoyable, and I beat it one time on Switch. Never beat it again. Never played it docked, only on handheld. So to have it on PS4 is gonna be fun. Just having another console. Then the other one, Borderlands, the Handsome Collection. This is not just one game. It's Borderlands Two, and Borderlands the pre sequel. Dude, I traded in my Borderlands game. Uh, the Handsome Collection on Xbox One, before I could even play the pre-sequel, because I was stupid. Borderlands 2, one of my favorite games ever. Uh, I'm just going to get that game for free. Now you got a month. And now I'm going to be able to play the pre-sequel and wait for 3 to come out, which again, if it comes out this year, will be up there in my Game of the Year category. So like, this is going to be a fucking awesome end to 2019. Go get all four if you have both consoles. It's free. You cannot beat the deals this month. But if you're a PlayStation owner especially, you got to get Sonic Mania. And I'm begging you to just download Borderlands, enjoy the shit out of it, and tell me that like this isn't one of the most fun experiences you've ever had. Microsoft launches Game Pass on PC. Not really much else to say. They have their Game Pass on Xbox One. Yeah. They took those games, and now they're going to be launching that on Windows I mean, 10 I mean, why platforms. not? Microsoft and, 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 and they not? Well, they also they, they integrate Xbox with Windows 10 all the time. This is just another way for Windows 10 to be integrated into Microsoft. They're going to have more games on Steam as well. Um, but it's cool now that if you don't own an Xbox but still want to enjoy those titles and you're a PC gamer, you can. 10 bucks a month. Unlimited access to over 100 games. Can't really beat it. Some of the best value in gaming today. I agree. Ghostbusters is being remastered for PS4. Actually, a pretty decent game. I watched watched it, and it it, it looked great. It's all their voices, so it's just like... You know, you see how Raymond, or you hear how Raymond's the same. You're like, oh, man. You know, it it looked good. I think this was 360 PS3. 
uh, when it came out originally, and now it'll be remastered for PS4. It's called Ghostbusters: The Video Game Remastered. So like super yeah. clever title. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would have been like reslimed or something, but uh, you know what? Pretty decent game. I'm not not, not gonna buy it because I'm not gonna spend thirty bucks on it. But I don't know if it's actually thirty. I'd imagine twenty to thirty. But uh, you know what? The Ghostbusters goddamn deserve it. So I'm all in. Yeah, That's yeah cool. keep the legacy going. It's all the original guys. You know, somebody pick it up. Smash Brothers ultimately re- just ultimate U- ultimate Smash Brothers ultimate reportedly getting Labo VR support, which is crazy because it might already be here. Nobody knows when this is happening. So by the time you listen to this, it might have already happened. You got Breath of the Wild VR. You got Super Mario Odyssey some VR support. They didn't go over great, but you got them. Now you can play Smash Bros in VR with your Labo. I, I just I don't know how that one's gonna work, but. Cool. I'll take it. We'll see how it happens. If it happens, we'll see what it looks like. I imagine it's just a bigger really, piece of cardboard. You're just really into the fight. Like I'd imagine it's just like you can kind of look around the map with your f- fucking head. That'd be fine. Double cardboard support. I, I you know what? The cardboard swivel. can be comfortable. It really just depends. But <laughs> it's a free thing. So like, if you have Labo VR and you have Smash Bros Ultimate, and quite frankly, if you're a Switch owner, you have Smash Bros Ultimate. Yeah. Uh, that's neat because it's free. And free is for me. And I appreciate you. That's what I appreciate about you, Nintendos. Uh, movie section. So into the movie section. Deadwood the movie. Oh, God, please. Has the review. I, I, don't, I don't know at all. I, I literally stayed away everything. Please. This God. is very, very, very spoiler free. So oh, just please, just please be good. Just please be good. Deadwood the movie may not be the series at its best. But... It's still a welcome and emotionally effective swan song for this groundbreaking show about an especially colorful, sinful, and fiercely effed up town of miscreants, misanthropes, and murderers. You'll be missed, you mangy old sons of bitches. Ado. Yes. Uh, dude, I'll take that all day. Great. I, dude, I can't, I can't wait to watch this. Could be my movie of the year. I don't know. <laughs> it, it could be up there. Matter of fact, a sneaky player for movie of the year could be Rocket Man, the Elton John movie, which I'm really looking forward to. One of the best films of the year so far. Awesome. Rocket Man is outstanding. A compelling, exhilarating, and heartbreaking journey that delivers everything it promises, and then some. 9.2. 9.0. But still, if they didn't say that last sentence, it would have been a nine zero. They added that, so I was like nine two. But that's really that's good. It looked awesome. It had cr- Elton said he wanted him to play him, so it was like perfect. Then he got cast, so it was it was cool. Can't wait. Where in the there it is. Finally, last, last movie review of the week. Godzilla, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters is a fun exercise in giant monster madness that indulges in all the kaiju fights fans and even casual viewers could hope for. It looks amazing, while also giving its human characters a chance to stay interesting amongst all the battling beasties by providing them with some really cool tech and some great one-liners among supporting characters. Unfortunately, the film's plot is needlessly confusing and not all that smart at times, and the lead characters could have used a little more fleshing out. Still, King of the Monsters course-corrects from the 2014 film, fuck you, I like that movie, by giving audiences an abundance of monster action, proving that Hollywood can do right by Godzilla and his fellow kaiju. 7-5. 7-8. Okay, real quick. Number one, what did they complain about the first film? That Godzilla wasn't in it. Now, you get more Godzilla, you get more monsters, now... 
Their characters weren't fleshed out. Go fuck yourself. It's a fucking Godzilla movie. You had our character story in the first one. Now it's the monster movie. Literally make up your fucking minds. I, I, I swear to God, I hate fucking critics. <sighs> Except I'm seeing it Saturday. I can't freaking wait. Oh man, I'm so I'm super excited to watch this movie. So uh, there you go. Those those are our movie reviews for the week. And Endgame, Avengers Endgame, has crossed 800 million dollars domestically. Only the second film ever to do it behind. Star Wars. Episode 7. Um, but experts believe to beat Avatar Worldwide, Endgame will have to be in theaters until Labor Day, which is September. And Endgame's not going to be in theaters till September. No, it might be in like no, three there's, there's theaters. There's no way. So like, Dude, that's crazy that It's Avatar, only 100 million behind. That Avatar is still going to be in the lead. It could potentially. And like people are saying Endgame underperformed to expectation. I have a theory. The internet. Dude, you can stream movies oh, oh, in dude, a billion places. Yeah, 100%. I know myself six people that did not see it in theaters but dude, saw Endgame. I, yeah, so if I, I know six yeah. people, then you know six people. Oh, I know people. a couple. And, you, and people know the websites where to go. Exactly. Obviously, we're not going to say it on here, but like, we know the, the websites that people We pay go. our goddamn money to watch these movies yeah. the right way. Yeah, exactly. You see the picture I'm on when I have at the freaking AMC? But it, it's, I mean, it was the only movie that had a chance to beat it. Yeah. And I can't see a movie beating it. I can't just imagine episode this movie nine. On. Like, mm, not the way the Star Wars has been going. Like that. I mean, just because just because they have JJ back behind the, the helm, and like, I, is that enough? And this was it. If seven couldn't do it, nine couldn't. No, do no, it. and and, I, and I, that's what I'm saying. Like, what else could do it? Yeah, like, no. even the next Avengers film, like, I'm, I don't think you're going to give me as hype as you had me on this one. There's no Downey and, and Evans, and like, this know. was it, man. I, it just sucks. I'm just like, damn it, they fell short. Let's just get a Facebook petition going that we all sign up that we're going to go one more no, time. No, but but also and spend I, our thirteen. I, I bucks. don't want them to beat it. Like we're just going to keep this in theaters until you know. I don't want to win that way. You know what I mean? Like right. I want to win fairly. So like let's. I want to put it out there like this. Let's say the average movie tickets thirteen bucks. Right? You have your matinees for six. You have your regals for fourteen and whatever. So let's just call it thirteen bucks. It needs a hundred million to pass Avatar, mm-hmm. roughly, give or take. If you and I knew a million people, a million people, and each one of us saw that movie and paid 13 bucks to see it, we would still, still need $87 million. Which, which, which is crazy. It's, it's, it's just a high – when I mean, you look at it that way, it just, it's just goes a lot to show of fucking, like how, like, how many, like how many people went to go see Avatar. Like holy shit. Uh, I am not among I them. I mean I'm one of them, but yeah. I mean I, I'll, I'll – Come on, 2020 for the second one or 2021. <laughs> Eisner Award-winning comic book writer and and ex-CIA officer Tom yep. King, who is actually currently writing Batman for DC, uh, the comics, will co-write the New God screenplay with filmmaker Ava DuVernay. Ava DuVernay. Yeah, she directed, I think it was the last the Oprah Winfrey one, that miracle uh, movie. that I forget what it's called. Sister Act. No. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, just, we'll, we'll be, yeah, I love it. those movies. But, we'll uh, wrinkling time. Okay. So, oh, okay. God, so, Disney. Yeah, so Tom King, he's ending his run on Batman. I think his last issue is 85. 85? I, th- I thought I read that 85 was last. He did just, I think it was last year, he fit it was his Mr. Miracle run. It was 12 issues. I thought it was fantastic. And Mr. Miracle is part of the new gods. So who else to get to write a film other than Tom King? So I think this is great news for... Comic fans, movie fans, whoever, I think it's good news. Can't wait. If the guy, if the guy who's writing Batman for the comics is writing anything, I'm in. Yeah, I, I agree. That, I mean, you know? people gave him backlash with the, with the wedding with Catwoman, which I kind of agree. I, I think. Sure. I mean, I, was I he the Batman dick guy? 
Did he? No, write no, no, no. That was that was that was else. another team. So wait for the third book, by the way, that comes out in June. But I, I think it's in good hands. But the new gods, his dark side, you know, is all them around his sons and shit, and the high father. So I, I really can't wait to see what they do here. Yeah, he could write the Captain Underpants sequel, and I'm friggin' in. That movie stunk. I mean, yeah, it did. I like it. It, it definitely. I, I love I, Captain I, Underpants. No, I guess Captain. Underpants I had a couple last, but the movie, I was like, well, I'll never see that again. It's on Netflix, and I'm yeah. like, never. And I saw it with a buddy from work, and we looked at each other. We spent money on this. I'm sorry. Taika Waititi's Akira film to open in 2021. This is. I didn't think it was going to come in this fast. Me neither. This is something I was I, expecting. I suggest everyone, if you did not watch the the movie Akira, the anime, it's one of the most it's important anime right ever. now on Blu-ray. It's beautiful. It's a crazy anime, freaking adventure. Literally, go watch Akira so you can prepare for Watiti's. In a way, action. in a way, it is like one of the most important animes in the history. If of people anime. said like ten animes you need to watch, I'm is probably on my list. And initial D's the other nine. <laughs> Sonic has been delayed to twenty twenty. Which is no surprise of all the backlash that he received and they need time to kinda adjust it, his is entire it future. Enough? Like are they really gonna I don't think they're gonna do this whole big widespread change. I think they they're gonna to. get I, if you don't change Sonic you ain't, I think you ain't I got think, my money. I think you're gonna get a slimmer Sonic. I think you're gonna get a different eyes. I think you're gonna get like the pattern that we know. But I don't think it's gonna be the Sonic we grew up knowing. They have to fix they just his, have his legs. Like yeah. I, they don't have enough time. That's a lot of time to reanimate your main character. It's like it's not Tails. It's not Robotnik. It's your main dude, character. I, this movie, in the movie, the whole time. This movie, I have a feeling it's, it's going to be, be a huge flop because the God knows how many more millions they got to throw at this for reshoots and yeah. all kinds of shit they got to do. What I can only hope, because remember, Nintendo is making a Super Mario Bros. movie with imagination or uh, Illumination Entertainment. Yeah, I'm not a fan. The people who do the minions, yeah. so that's already shit because the the minions people. That, that's yeah, not I, I know. Both of us aren't really too much. And so fans. like. There's already, and that's I think 2021. So now back to back years, we're going to get video game adaptations coming off of one of the greatest video game adaptation films ever in Detective Pikachu. We're now going to get Sonic and Mario in back to back years next year and the year after, which could very well both flop. And Mario, after that 1993 flop that they had, they need to stick this landing. So I really hope Charles Martinet is the voice of Mario and they get all the wacky characters and they don't change what he looks yeah, like keep him the same. You, you take I'll the, reinvent the wheel take the lesson from sonic they tried to reinvent what he looks like to bring him into a modern audience and, got shit and on. they got shit on for it and i think no matter what there's going to be a segment of the audience that wasn't happy and i appreciate what the directors is doing but i just don't think it's enough time to make a big as big of a change as people think i hope i'm wrong i hope that he looks fucking rad but still not going to change the movie. Yeah, it's only going to change yeah. the way he looks. So even but if, it, even if he would, looks cool, the movie could still suck. That's true. But if he looks like my Sonic, that might entice me just to go pay, just to see the damn thing. You would. You would. If he looks good, you would watch this in theaters. Possibly. Christ, I I seen the happening in theaters. It don't get much worse than that, my friend. No, it does not. But I love the movie. <laughs> <Fuck> uh, <it. laughs> All right. Um, this past weekend in theaters, and again, we're recording on May 30th, so this is for like the 24th to the 27th. Uh, number 10, falling from number 7, but staying in the top 10, and I appreciate that, is Longshot uh, with oh, Seth yeah, Rogen yeah. and Charlie awesome. Theron. Now they, made, they made money. Crazy, though. Number 11, all the way up from 18, 286% up at 1.2 million is Dumbo. What happened to that movie where it got... Almost three hundred percent jump. Maybe it got released back in, in some like 
This is oh. only domestic. I don't know. Maybe they got last push. I, uh, maybe a children's event. The head uh, a convention. I, I, I don't know. know why, but Dumbo shot up the ranks, which is always cool to see that people do that. Uh, number nine, falling from number six, is the Intruder at two point nine million. Number eight, falling from number five, is the Hustle at five point or four point five million. Number seven, falling from number four, just proving that if you put the word dog in the title, it'll make money. Five point four million dollars is a dog's journey. Number six, at eight point seven million, Book Smart. I heard that movie is apparently 9.9 to 10 everywhere. So I really hope that now that the movie's getting the reviews out and it's like 100 on Metacritic and 99 on Rotten Tomatoes, I really hope that this has like a second wind and people go see it and it gets a push because 8 million is kind of a flop. Speaking of flops, number five, new to the list, Brightburn, $9.6 million. I, I don't think it had I don't too know much, how much of a budget. Yeah, I think it only had like a, I think $50 million budget. I didn't get a chance to see it yet, but I, I, I am. Number four. Because I, I did hear it again, again, stay till the end credit. I heard there's a, a spin. If this kind of continues, it could be more DC-related characters. Number four, falling from number three at $17.2 million is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Number three, falling from number two at $22 million is Avengers Endgame. Number two, falling from number one, still making $31 million. John Wick 3 Parabellum. And number one, new to the list, $116.8 million is Aladdin. And I trust Alan Santos. And he said it wasn't that bad. And Will Smith is pretty damn good. And I, I heard kind of mixed things. I heard it was it was a good movie worth seeing once. I heard a lot, a lot of 7 out of 10s. And that's really and all that's probably all, all you really need, yeah. Because it's just introducing the movie to a new batch of fans. And it's hopefully like... Um, kind of uh what's the one I'm looking for like uh quenching the palate for those who've already seen it yeah like yeah. it's really all you're looking for to do now coming out this week for june 7th dark phoenix uh, <laughs> secret life of pets 2 i still think i have to see dark phoenix you would i you have, have to. to i think i have to late night and abduction so not much we got men in black 4 next week I mean, I would like to think that Dark that Dark Phoenix should, should take number one. Shaft. Dude, we get every week. Wow, I'm just I'm not gonna like. No, no, dude. I, I know there's going. now there's a lot of movies. Like every week, there's almost something to, to bring to the theater. Every single week until I mean, if you're a Dora fan, until July first. But even into August, every single week until August. Now there's 16th. more. Right. Every week until August 16th, there's a movie that I would see in theaters and you would too. Right. So well, we got it's a good time. Summer blockbuster season. I mean, yeah. That's what we're at right now. Uh, into the TV space, Doom Patrol has ended after 15 episodes. I'm a bad boy. I only yeah. watched the first 15 minutes of this. So oh, you didn't finish it? I never had a chance to. Okay, so I, 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 I won't spoil to. anything like crazy. Just let me know how it was. But I, I liked it. Again. What I, was it called? It was called Chief Patrol or something? Forget the ending. Char- uh, what's his name? What's the chief's name? Chief. <laughs> I think it's his first name, Patrol. Char- Charles? No. Um, that's Charles Xavier. You though. could look it up. But... I could. I'll look it up. Fuck. But it, it, it was, it, again, It. I think they actually stuck the landing where Titans in the first season kind of missed. Titans just you know, I thought Titans was a, a good, solid first season, but the, the last episode I think was probably one of the... It was awful. It, Ezekiel. It, Ezekiel. It, it, it just didn't. It just didn't fit what they showed in the first nine episodes. This, however, I thought Doom Patrol came together great. Mm-hmm. They kind of all like 
are comfortable with how you know crazy everything is, and it it, it works. Is there a season two? There, we I haven't heard anything. No, like, but I mean like the way this ends. I mean, I think there's always going. They, they always set up something where you could see them going forward with. But I mean, again, they showed. Oh, I don't want to say. Mm-hmm. I say I just don't want to say anything and, and slip a slip a spoiler in there for you. But I, I could see this definitely getting a season two. But with hearing them shorten and swamp thing, I, I don't know where the DC universe is at to be honest. And I didn't hear any rumors that it was going to get picked up. It was rumored to get canceled. I didn't hear nothing. How was Alan Tudyk this episode? Hey, dude, he's great. Like yeah. I, I think he was perfectly cast. Like I, I, I liked him since goddamn Firefly, mm. Dodgeball. He was great as the pirate. Like I, I, I think he's good. Good actor. Christ, he was good as the voice in Star Wars. Whatever that fucking roller guy's name is or number. But I thought it was great. Every character played a role. And it's a great show. Satisfying watched, ending? Yeah. I watched Doom Patrol. If, if I'm saying it was way better than Titans finale, like they stuck the landing. Their story actually made sense in their finale. Where Titans are just like, what the fuck are you on? So, again, watch Doom Patrol DC Universe. 12 hours and 8 minutes from now, Swamp Thing will premiere on the oh, DC Universe God. app. I can't wait. So give me your hopes for Swamp Thing. I, have, I watched a review from Emergency Awesome. Who reviewed the first three episodes? I, yeah, I, I didn't. I saw. I saw. It's that. very. It's very spoiler free. And I, I didn't. Even, I didn't even want that. I was like, because I. What I are your hopes for this show? That it's dark. Mm-hmm. That it's they don't. I mean, like, I don't want them to go like the cheesy route. I want you B to horror. You want a horror. Keep your keep the dark tone. If you're going to keep it with anything, you're going to keep it with the swamp thing. Keep it dark. Keep it murky. Like I just want to. I just want to see more of him. I, I'm, I saw his screenshot. I saw what he looks like. He looks great. I want to see how everything comes together, how they set him up, how he gets, how he becomes a swamp thing, what's going on. You know, it's literally going to, as soon as I'm home from work tomorrow, right to the computer I go. Yeah, unfortunately, I usually have a chance to watch like Doom Patrol Fridays when it drops at nine. I didn't have a chance last week. That's why I haven't watched it yet. And um, I won't tomorrow for swamp thing so i'm gonna be hey, you just gotta finish doom patrol Sa- i do so i'm gonna probably be saturday or sunday for swamp thing but i am looking to get it done by the end of the week uh end of the weekend um so if you if you would be so kind as to tweet your thoughts spoiler free because you won't be on the pod to talk about of it course, of course i will i will then read it on the air cool, so at least cool, we have you. your thoughts on the first episode oh, i'll text thing. you as soon as i'm you know how i do yeah. it Oh, excuse me. I had to bleep there. Jessica Jones is back on Netflix for her final season on June 14th. I'm just like, I'm not even like excited. I'm like almost like looking at it as like a chore. Like, yeah, oh, 10 more episodes. All that? Is it? It's only 10? I don't know. 10, 8, 12. Because I think she's been 13. Oh, 13. So, but I, oh. I fucking pray it's 10. Why, why, why can't you just give up? Why can't you just walk away? Stop and just walk I'm away. I'm in too deep. No, it, it's the last freaking one. So like, what? I have why, to. But why not stop? It's there. I'm a completist. What if you just canceled Netflix? I would never. <laughs> At least not yet. Yeah. Um, Piggy Blinders is still on, baby. You, ca- you came over last Sunday for Memorial Day barbecue, yep. and me, you, and Ryan were also Tommy. We were sitting outside, yeah. Ashley, and we and Ash and the other Ashley, yeah. and we were just debating. Like Ashley wants stuff to watch, so we were kind of doing a small debate on the the, the, the streaming services as to be like which ones would you like. And Tommy and I both said Netflix is in last. Now that's you don't have Hulu. And yeah, you probably don't use your Amazon Prime Video, nope. I would assume. So, like, you I, only know I'm Netflix. still – I didn't even watch Sneaky Pete Season 3 yet. Amazon Prime is number one for me because those originals are so good and they're so underrated. Fleabag, Red Oaks, fucking Canceled. Sneaky Pete. Awesome. No, Red Oaks ended <laughs> uh, it on uh, its own. Uh, uh, ended uh. on its own. 
did not get canceled. <laughs> I tried to sneak a zinger in there. I, I I love you for it. Captain Marvel producer, I can't remember his or her name, a Captain Marvel producer, says that the Marvel TV series on Disney Plus will absolutely 100% affect the MCU and Phase Force events. They will tie in. This is not something that's separate. I mean, to me, I just thought that was a gimme. Me like, too. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still going on. That still ties in. So I was like, okay, more shows. It's going to be all tied in. But we one. hadn't seen a TV character until we saw Jarvis. So, like, there was no TV, Marvel TV characters in the MCU. Yes, we did. Who? Jarvis. I said that. Oh, you, you said Jarvis? I said until Jarvis. Now, Agent Coulson well, you, was you, in the movies first. Yeah, I mean, you could say uh, Agent Carter. I mean, she was in the movie, movie, did, movie, did the first. TV show. Yeah, first. yeah, yeah. So, the, we, the only TV character we got was Jarvis. So, like, it's going to be the same because Loki's in the movies first. Yeah, All these characters yeah, were in yeah. the movies first. But... We had we had reports that WandaVision would be report like set in the fifties. So how would that tie in? It's still interesting because they're still well, Wanda is still alive. So how can that tie into Phase True. Four? Does she get her own movie eventually? Um, we were told that the Winter Soldier and Falcon show takes place right after Endgame. So that obviously is going to tie of in. But how yeah. far? Like how far do they take that? So there's interesting ways that this could tie. But I think this isn't this isn't news. So much as it's reassurance. Yeah, I agree. Something like that. Uh, all right, Sam. Give us your CGC Spotlight of the Week. Okay. As it and, fucking pours and, again. Yeah, I can hear the rain. It's going crazy. Can't wait to drive home in it or swim in it. Well, I, I knew this was going to be my pick of the week. I set this one up months ago. This is House of Secrets 92. The first appearance of the Swamp Thing. This is probably the biggest Bronze Age key on the market. This book is literally as fucking shot up crazy. It's an 8.5 off-white white pages. It's a Len Wen and was it Virgil North story, Bernie Wrightson, Wayson, Dizunga art, and Bernie Wrightson cover. It, it's a beautiful freaking cover. I, I was after gorgeous. this book for so freaking long. And I know I'm not the only one. I see so many people after this freaking book. D- just Dizuniga. Just just to give you an idea, the last 8.5 sale was $2880. $2,880. The 90-day average is $3,120. That's the average sale for an 8.5. Where did you get this? I actually won. I actually won this in a Comic Connect auction. No shit. Yeah. So I was. I, I won this. What was it auction cost like twenty bucks? No, it was this. Okay, was, gotcha. This was a, a little more than. But let's just say I, I made good on it. Like it, it was a good purchase. Yeah. I got it. You know, probably a year or two ago before the hype for Swamp Thing was kind of like. And then like Bernie Wrightson kind of passed. You know, last year, two years ago, you know, Len passed. So it's like th- this book is it's just becoming a. Much harder and harder grail to define. June, July of 1971. The art is absolutely gorgeous. You see Swamp Thing in the back. It looks like pastel. It looks really, really cool the way this is drawn. The art. Um, you have the main character, I assume, or one of the main characters in the front. And like one, like one of this book's problems is if you look at a lot of grade on CGC, a lot of them have cream pages. Right. So when I saw this one, equal five with off white white pages, like that's it's, it's super rare to find in this book. So yeah. the, I, there's only th- I can't believe there's actually three nine point eights on the census. There's twenty one nine sixes, forty nine fours. 5792s, 10990s and 11585s. So at all like there's not too many. Like you saw me list other books where it was like 6896s. Like this book is it's it's a freaking hard book to find. Mattel Hotbirds on the back, another awesome 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 freaking uh and, and, and just to give you a quick gist of of, of the of the book, Alex and, and Alex and Damien, they're best friends. Classic how two guy, two guys like the same woman, Linda Eventually, Alex and Linda get married. Damien gets jealous, and and basically, he's giving away the plot of the show. 
Yeah, but well, I'm just the, the, I'm well, just I'm the, kidding, the episode kidding, kidding, or the, the the copy. But he kind of like messes with his experiments, causes an explosion, dumps his body into the swamp. Eventually, you know, Linda never gets over his quote unquote death. She eventually marries Damien, but then I guess he suspects that she's going to find out what happened, so he's about to go kill her. And then Swamp Thing comes, kills him. She sees Swamp Thing, screams in horror, runs, not knowing that it's Alex, that creature that saved her. So I just thought this is a, a great book. If you're a, um, a Justice League Dark fan, obviously Swamp Thing's there. And it, House of Secrets 92, easily one of the best Bronze Age key books to buy. I like it a lot. Beautiful art. I'm okay. looking forward to it. Check it out if you haven't seen the art on our Instagram page. And no, it's not for sale. <laughs> on our Instagram page, uh, you can see it. If you just go to the post about this episode and scroll all the way over you will see uh, our picture that we take every week of sam's comic book spotlight so you can check out the artwork for yourself it looks awesome however apple has reintroduced as we're in the other section now apple has reintroduced the ipod touch after a four-year hiatus it'll start at 200 dollars mm, seems pretty useless i just found my old ipod like I two have, days ago i have it in the closet like cracked screen like the home button's like not even there still somehow works but I bought Ashley an iPad iPod Nano, which they still exist. I remember Nano, yeah. I bought her one of those. Like, but do you need like it starts at two hundred? Like you lost me at two hundred. This is for people that have like an Android. I mean, yeah, and they want to connect to the yeah. iTunes and yeah. the podcast. But like for me, it's useless. It's, like nah. it's an iPhone that don't make phone I'd calls go for buy the people Nano that have Android. Eight gig for twenty bucks, and I'll be fine. I I just I'd rather just use my phone. Exactly. <laughs> I'd rather just use my. I phone. I have an iPhone. But welcome back to the iPod Touch. You were probably not missed. Uh, <laughs> I do want to give my quick, quick, quick impressions of AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view this past Saturday night. Holy shit. Um, I won't say it was the greatest show ever, but WWE, if this continues, has some very serious competition, which I appreciate. Stephanie McMahon even said that she acknowledged them, which is enough, generally more than they normally would do. Uh, as competition, Sami Zayn said AEW on Raw this past Monday after the pay-per-view happened. We got some shock reveals. We got Bret Hart came back. Uh, we had Awesome Kong in the women's match. The women's match was awesome. Really, really solid match. Just from beginning to end. The guy I don't um, like. guy you don't like. Huh? Dean? Oh, oh well, yeah, I'll get to that. Um, but, like... The Battle Royale in the beginning was fun, like Luchasaurus and Sean Spears, which was formerly Ty Dillinger in WWE. There's a lot of names that you don't know, which I really like. Like I, Some people don't watch it because they don't know anybody, and they just go to WWE because of those people. But again, the people in WWE are popular because you watch them grow in WWE. If AEW can develop these characters and let you know who they are, they're going to win you over. Because, for example, Sammy Guevara and Kip Sabian in the freaking pre-show tore the house down a shooting star press from the top rope as the guy was draped over the railing and hit him in the fucking dome there was incredible matches all night the young bucks were great kenny omega versus chris jericho was probably the worst match of the night and that's a good thing because it was still really really good yeah, i saw a couple of close times cody rhodes good. versus his brother dustin rhodes was excellent nice callback to like yeah. the attitude era and shutting the door on wwe for dustin it was good finality i mean it's almost the same thing of what uh, Dawson said to his dad, yeah. like they literally like almost said the same exact thing. I know it was planned, but it was still it was touching. And it was it was just a fun show. 
It was like four hours. It wasn't this seven-hour bullshit that WWE does. The pre-show is available for free on YouTube, and then the show was 50 bucks. So I plopped down my 50, watched it on my big screen, had a great time watching it. Again, it was better than anything WWE has done this year, including the Rumble, including Mania. But it, it wasn't as good as any of the takeovers. Like I still prefer NXT takeovers. Okay. There is an NXT takeover this Saturday, which is awesome. NXT takeover twenty five. It's the twenty fifth takeover. Looking forward to Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT title. Holy shit, what a match that's going to be! But this is right nestled between for me right now above the product that WWE is putting out, but below NXT. I still believe NXT is the best wrestling in the world right now. But you owe it to yourself that when AEW goes on TV in probably like September, October on TNT every week, you deserve to watch it. And it's nice to know that there are other serious options out there and you don't just have to watch the same shit WWE is doing. Because even after Double or Nothing had all the success it had, Raw, you'd have figured they upped their game. It still fucking sucked. And SmackDown was a joke. And, And the other news that they just dropped about the guy we hate, I, I hated him as Dean Ambrose in WWE. No, no, I, I was thinking of, because you mentioned uh, the Stephanie McMansion, that Lesnar. Oh, Lesnar's back. That's yeah. why I said it was, oh, more yeah. reason to go to AEW. Yeah, with the Brock party using his money in the bank briefcase as a fucking boombox, you fucking loser. There was also a report today that Brock Lesnar is going to be on TV in 2019 more than he's been in 17 and yeah. 18 combined. I'm fucking out. Yeah, I'm that's what I said. More out. reason to go take a chance, see what you know, AEW's about. And, and it's like AEW Weekly cannot get here fast yeah. enough it cannot get here fast enough because i want to watch wrestling every week but i'm not i i haven't watched raw or smackdown outside of this past weeks in over a month and a half and it's like i have no i don't even miss it it was almost two months since i've watched a raw or smackdown outside of this past week because i wanted to see if they would up their game yeah. from aew giving them a run for their money and now aew has all out coming as another pay-per-view they're partnering with other companies they're going to go on the Jer- chris jericho's rocking uh rocking Rock and wrestling crews, they're going to fucking have matches on a cruise ship. Like, they're doing it the right way. They're bringing you characters that you don't know yet, but will fall in love with. Yeah. Kip Sabian and, John, and and Sammy Guevara, already two of my favorite new wrestlers on the block. These dudes tore it down, and it was only a pre-show match. So, like, really looking forward to the future. Luchasaurus is awesome. They have Jim Ross on the, on the mic. I don't like My Excalibur. God. And he did that. Yeah, that's he all did I, I, I heard him say it. I was like, that's all I need. I don't like that's Excalibur on the mics, but whatever. That's another day. Um, but the big shock at the end of the night, after the Jericho Omega match, out of the crowd, by God, that's John Moxley. John Moxley. The former Dean Ambrose did actually, was not a, it was not a, a work. It was a shoot that Dean Ambrose is gone. There is no more Dean Ambrose. It is John Moxley, and he has signed full-time with AEW, and he is going to feud with Kenny Omega, who is the best wrestler in the world right now. So, like, holy shit, what a great way for Moxley to enter AEWs in a high-profile feud with one of the best in the world. It's not even going to be for a title, so they can just fucking slug it out. I love it. As much as I hated Dean Ambrose, John Moxley is the fucking shit. He looks the same to me, my friend. <laughs> All right, Sam. Patreon shoutouts of the week. Got to start out with Jay Sanford, 942. Bet you do. Awesome story. Thank you very much. Darren Monroe, uh, Mike Forward. Um, let's see. Twitch.tv slash My Knife Your Life. Sam Reimer. Um, Bradley Epstein, which is at North Comics on Instagram. And thank you to Ryan Roselli, our $1 patron. I know, I know. Not supposed to shout out the ones, but fuck that. We do it anyway. You're all awesome. I appreciate you guys very much. Sam, what is your pick of the week? 
my pick of the week is go out and see Detective Pikachu. I know you could be lazy and could watch it on your free streaming services, but I think the movie had a $150 million budget. It just crossed over 360 so it's profitable. We already know they're working on the second one. But this story had heart. It was funny. It had a nice twist at the end that some people were expecting. I, I didn't see it coming, but you said you did. Um, Brian Reynolds, Justice Smith, Bill Nye, Ken Watanabe. I, I thought it was good. I, I, way better than I thought it was going to be. It's Pokemon. If you were a kid and you play Pokemon, this is the movie. Go see Detective Pikachu. It's pretty wild to see Machamp as a crossing guard. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And you I, like have to wrap your head around it. Like That's pretty fucking cool. Who would have thought you would have saw Mewtwo live action or freaking Pikachu? Voiced by Ryan Reynolds. I right. mean, come on. My pick of the week is, speaking of John Moxley from AEW, he did an, interv- an interview with Chris Jericho on his podcast, Talk is Jericho. It's about an hour and a half long. And it is liquid gold. It's absolute audio goodness you have to go listen to it talk is jericho is the name of the podcast it's the most recent episode i think it's called the um the uh emancipation of john moxley i believe it's called something like that but it's super fucking entertaining john moxley aka dean ambrose aka i think i don't even know his real name he just talks the whole goddamn time usually jericho does like 10 minutes of warm-up shit and plays Fozzie 73 times and all that stuff no now he does his commercials and this that and the other you can fast forward those but they just have a fucking interview where john moxley and chris jericho just talk about aw and how he got signed and all that stuff but he literally goes into why ww's creative is stupid in-depth conversations with vince mcmahon triple h turning down his new contract that they offered him um Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, how that actually like went down when he told him they he was going to be leaving, him literally counting down days until he was leaving, kind of respectfully shitting all over the WWE in their process and basically saying, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. It's such a good interview that even if you're not a wrestling fan, you would still get entertained by it and you may even become a wrestling fan because of it. And I am a big John Moxley fan because of this interview completely turned around that he is a great character and really it was WWE that was bringing down Dean Ambrose as to why we didn't like him. He is a really, really well-spoken individual. Cannot recommend that interview enough. And yeah, it's another podcast, but we show the love to the other pods. We're not uh, we're not selfish. But that has been episode 137 of We Podcast and We Know Things. This coming Tuesday, you're going to get Eye on Ryan, episode one. And we'll be back next week with Chris Shriver and our E3 predictions and breaking down the Pokemon Nintendo Direct. Can't wait, Sam, for the last time in a couple weeks. Have fun in Ohio, my friend. Thank you, buddy. We'll see you next week for episode one.
Did you know the ESO Network has a brand new Patreon? That's right. We're asking for your help, and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month. Don't fret. All your favorite shows will still be available for free as always. But you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our Patreon. To sign for the ESO Network, Patreon's easy. All you have to do is go to ESOPodcast.com and click on the link. With your support of the ESO Network, it's you who will reap the rewards. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Public store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.